So we've been thinking, the podcast. So we have a special bonus edition of the podcast, um, bonus edition with Dan Kemp from Book Creator. We're going to be exploring a pretty awesome update to Book Creator, some background on Book Creator, and let's get into it. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. The So We've Been Thinking podcast. This is Greg Kulwick, half of the So We've Been Thinking team. And I want to welcome Dan to the show. So we have Dan Kemp from Book Creator. Hi, Greg. Thanks for inviting me along. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So um, super exciting kind of changes coming to Book Creator, and that's why we wanted to record the podcast today. Um, sure. It's, it's been one of my favorite tools. I remember going back to when I first got iPads, and I want to say 2012, and in doing lots of searching and trying to find the tool that was going to be a good fit, I remember Book Creator stood out right away because of the kind of the early capacity to pull all sorts of content into the app. And since then, it's grown tremendously. Um, so, Dan, if you wouldn't mind giving us, maybe before we get into all the changes and the, the, the big update that's coming, which is a little bit of a teaser to keep listening, um, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of an origin of, you know, where Book Creator came from and how you, you guys got started. Sure. Well, I mean, I joined the company in 2013. Uh, but actually, Book Creator have been around since September 2011. And it was the, uh, the kind of brainchild of, uh, of Dan Amos, who um, originally kind of just wanted to set up, a, create a tool for his son to be able, who um, had trouble reading and had kind of issues with dyslexia. Um, and so, so he kind of envisaged it as just as a tool that he could create his own books for, for helping with his son. Um, and what, what we, he didn't really envisage is how great the kind of education community is. And as soon as it kind of was released onto the app store, uh, teachers started getting in touch with him and saying, this is a great app. But I'm thinking about the things I could do with it um, on iPad in my classroom. Um, why don't you make this update to it and so on? And it just kind of took off almost overnight. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's been, it's been a great journey. And we've kind of developed the app up originally it was it was ipad only um and we literally just listened to teachers and um kind of reacted to how they wanted the app to to grow and and develop and, and that's been great and um we experimented with a couple of variations we did a, a, an android app and a windows app but finally we um last year this around this time last year we launched uh the chrome version so a web version of book creator so it's kind of taking everything that was great about the iPad app and, and making it um, more accessible on kind of laptops and tablets that run the Chrome browser. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Like, you know, the, the ability to create on the iPad, that's been the strong suit since, maybe not since the moment it came out. You know, iOS 5, iPad 2s with Book Creator, like the tool itself, the app was fantastic, but it was still, there were still obstacles to creating and mm-hmm. where you could get your content from. And that's a lot of the reason why we're chatting this morning, well, this afternoon for you. Dan's, where are you located right now? Uh, I'm in Bristol in, in the UK. That's where our headquarters is. Yeah, and I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm five out, hours ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm based out of Boston. So morning for me, afternoon for Dan. Um, a lot of this is coming from the ability to, you know, pull content into the app. And it was all pull, you know, it was all driven, you know, early iterations of app smash and everything's coming from the camera roll. Um, it, you know, you could use whatever video app you wanted. But even some of those creation tools were relatively limited. You know, so now right. we go over to the web 
and we have the ability to create all sorts of content. I would say in the educational setting, primarily from a Chromebook. That would I, I don't know if you guys run stats on you know what device people are accessing from, but my guess it would be it's like iPad, Chromebook, maybe not a ton of yeah. like laptop or MacBook usage. Um, yeah, you've got it. Yeah. Yeah, coming through the browser. So that opens up a whole new world of possibilities because of what you can create and publish on the web. Um, I, so again, teasing to get people to keep listening through the end of the show. Um, so really interesting backstory, how it started as kind of a personal project. I'm, and I'm, I'm stumped on the name right now. Um, I, I'll, I'll think of it by the end of it, but I, I remember hearing a story recently about uh, kind of business entrepreneur and he was saying like you know when you start your company and you think you're one thing if a different community or a different population embraces you like education did you quickly pivot and say we're an education <laughs> company like we're going to support it's, everything yeah. that you guys tell us so is that kind of what happened like did it go from personal project to like wow this is the space where we're going to operate or yeah other people like in non-educational settings using it primarily yeah, if you're clever, you adapt like that, don't you? But yeah, definitely that was the case. So even when I joined kind of 18 months after the company um, started, we were still focused with one foot on the kind of self-published author market, you know, those who were making books for the iBook store um, and wanted a kind of alternative to iBooks author. Um, and it was kind of probably another six months or so after that where we, we just said, right, actually, we, we want to go all in in education and we want our mission to be about empowering students to be content creators and give them a really simple tool to, to do digital publishing. Yeah. Um, so we kind of moved away from being uh, a kind of tool for self-publishing for authors and so on and, and said, actually, we are a, an ed tech tool. Yeah, as it yeah. It's funny. Uh, I it's think funny. <laughs> Go on. Uh, it's funny. I think that some people don't realize, and I remember um, early blog posts. I think you guys had a few blog posts up about this, about how you could use Book Creator and publish to the iBookstore if you wanted to. There was a few steps in between, you know, getting your iTunes Connect account set up and getting the book off of your iPad. But I remember publishing a quick little app smashing book, built the thing entirely on my iPad, and then just exported the file from Book Creator. And then it was up in the iBookstore, I think, within a few days after submitting yeah. So that was kind of early rounds of web publishing. And we can talk a bit about that too. I know another process I used to use was creating book creator and it was more of like a storybook, no multimedia and then export as a PDF and then publish up to the web with something like issue um, that would just turn your PDF into like a really nice book. But now yeah. we have kind of embedded publishing, which is fantastic. So I'm wondering if you could talk about that a little bit before we get to some other ideas. Yeah, well, the, the wow moment is always when you, you know, you, you click that publish button. And on iPad, it used to be sending the book into iBooks, and then suddenly you've got this book where you can turn the pages, and um, that is the wow moment. And, yeah, with web, we, we needed a solution where actually, yeah, um, because the, the, the main export of Book Creator is an EPUB file, which um, isn't kind of widely readable on, on all kinds of devices you need certain apps so it was always um configured specifically for ibooks originally um but obviously ibooks doesn't exist cross-platform um so yeah the kind of the golden ticket for us was the getting a way that teachers could share student work to any uh, device so, so parents could see it 
Um, and so we built a kind of online publishing tool so actually you could send that book straight from iPad or your Chromebook to, to the web. Um, what was that like? Links when, yeah, what was that like when you guys made that decision when you were thinking, you know, we need to pull this off on our own, like a completely in-house process. Like it's essentially a one-stop now. You can do all of your creating there. You can publish there when you're done. Um, the whole process can work within Book Creator if you want it to. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it came from us gradually kind of realizing that we weren't just tied to, to iBooks and the iBook store. Um, and I think, you know, because we built an Android app by them and we were kind of thinking about web, um, a web tool, we needed a way to, to be independent of that. Right, right. Um, and, and, it's, and it was the one thing that was kind of missing, really, uh, a really, really simple and easy way to share the books. Um, and there was, always, there was always a way to do it. There was always a way to, um, like you say, we, we did a kind of stopgap, which was to export the book as a video file, which is cross-platform. Um, obviously, you, you could do it as an EPUB, uh, sorry, as a PDF, and you know, open it in all sorts of different readers. Right. Um, but there was no. I mean, there was a, like a Chrome Readium extension for a while, which I remember. Kind of, yeah. Seventy-five percent worked. You know, they wouldn't always play the audio, or there was other issues with it. Um, so yeah, it's strange that there was no other kind of solution for that around. And we, we were kind of waiting for um, that Redium extension to really work properly, but it never did. And actually, it just made sense. And we, it was kind of in our plan for a long time to build that. Yeah. Um, but you think about, you know, you're uploading a, an EPUB file to the web, which is kind of HTML5. It's a, it's, it's a, it takes a lot of bandwidth and a lot of kind of streaming. And I think probably we've only got to the point where internet connections and, and broadband speeds have reached to the point where that's kind of completely feasible now and it's pretty seamless like that probably wouldn't have been possible even three or four years ago oh yeah it's funny i've talked to other developers as well and they've said things like you know we we could add this component to our tool or we could make this possible but it just can't function yet in schools, so it doesn't really make sense to add it in and kind of muck up the whole process when it, it just won't work right yeah um so let's I say we keep going. So a little bit of background, kind of where you guys ended up, the ability to publish and what you can do with it. I'm wondering if before we get to the kind of big change that's going to be taking place in this update, is just talking about maybe some really innovative, meaningful um, uses or projects that you've seen with Book Creator, or it doesn't have to be specific. Like, what are the kinds of things, maybe anecdotally, that you see going on that just make you feel like, wow, we're really bringing value to classrooms, and this is like really helping us, you know, helping students, you know, express themselves and explore creative storytelling. So, if you could speak to that for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I'm so lucky, really, in my job. I get to see that all all the time. <laughs> um, you could just have to look on Twitter or on Instagram, and you see teachers sharing all these amazing student books. Um, and yeah, it doesn't get old seeing that. So I, I think like <laughs> comic books, I've loved seeing those, um, seeing kind of the fact that actually it's not about just writing storybooks. Uh, I think we're in a position like we, we never quite know how teachers and students are going to use the, the app. So seeing kind of science books and, and research journals and, um, like digital portfolios and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It's just 
it's amazing really because the app itself is very simple you know it's a blank canvas uh, and we, we try not to be too prescriptive in, in the way it's used it's just kind of there to to give you the basic tool set to add yeah it's funny when i do media to a page yeah when i do any kind of workshops you know professional development workshops and teachers are new to book creator I always describe it as like an app with almost a zero learning curve, but unlimited potential as opposed to something where like, hey, we're going to spend 20 minutes just learning how to push buttons. And here's the <laughs> core, here's the core function of the tool. Um, well, I know some of my favorite ways to use it is the idea of, you know, students in small groups um, working on smaller components of a bigger story that's being told and then mm-hmm. being able to merge those things together. So I was really happy when when the Chrome version came out and you had the ability to um, you know, jump into a teacher's shelf and create within their shelf and then merge the books together or even import files, right? Um, right. And then on the book on the, the iPad side, I was just always struck how easy it was. You know, I'm working on part one and you're working on part two and we're in a small group and, hey, I'm going to go run off and capture this video, drop it into our book, then I'll airdrop it to you and you merge it together. Yeah. Like there's nothing that quite functions that way. Um, I wonder even if it, like, there's tremendous creating coming out of the use of that tool. And I wonder even if, as a publishing platform, if teachers and students are even quite aware of, like, what you can actually do. Like, I know... Have you come across the work of, uh, I've never met the, the educator, but if you go to, I think it's Mr. Mr. Smith's class or Mr. Smith. Have you seen like the work? Mr. Smith. Yeah. So it's just constantly publishing and they just publish and publish and publish. And yeah. like, I remember early days getting into educational technology and, and, you know, exploring the ideas of publishing student work online and what, what should the quality threshold be for publishing? Should you put out only your best work? Should you just crank out everything? Um, so that idea of publishing is like super powerful with the, yeah, with the idea that kids can generate an audience that's not their teacher. And even if it's mom or dad, and even if it's another classroom, like that global audience or the, even just the potential for a global audience is super powerful. Um, do you do you hear Absolutely. talking about that much, or do you did you give a lot of consideration into like what type of barriers you guys were going to eliminate when kids started using this tool? Well, again, I think we've seen it. Like talking about John Smith, um, you know, he talks about a, a class that he because he's a, like a tech integration mm-hmm. um, kind of guy. So he he was brought into a class that was kind of super unengaged and not really kind of doing anything and he said right we're going to make a book and these these um were this was a special needs class where the kids were kind of uh, on the autistic scale and so you know to, to think that they could create a book so they created a book together that was about social skills and just kind of recording short videos of kind of how you do and don't behave in a classroom or, or in kind of society and they ended up producing three volumes of work that was published on the iBook store. And they were kind of recording where people were downloading their books from across the world. And it was just like, yeah, to be honest, I never envisaged that. That is just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it really um, is something. Have you seen, so, on, yeah. on the other side of the spectrum, have you seen um, kind of like independent authors publish to even kind of like generate revenue for themselves off of Book Creator as a platform? Absolutely, yeah. Loads of examples of that. There was um, the one, one that spins to mind. There was a guy who um, wrote a kind of really short, beautiful book about um, 
Uh, it's just about a kid and its and the parents. It's about how the two parents came together and gave part of their heart to the two parts came together to make one yeah, thing. Yeah. And it was illustrated by uh, one of the artists who worked for Pixar. I mean, it's just a beautiful, simple, wow. um, short story. Um, and yeah, it could you know he sold that on he used Book Creator to put it together. Um, followed our guide to to publish it on the iBook store and yeah. uh, you can make revenue out of that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so now kind of the, the reason why we connected to even chat this morning and this afternoon is to talk about like what, what's the next step for book creator and why are you guys taking that step and what do we think some potential is here? So if you want to tell everyone what's going to be coming and then kind of why you guys were you know willing to explore this path as an additional capacity of book creator. Yeah. Well, we're talking app smashing, which is why we came to you. Yeah. As the, the, the guy who originally coined it, you know, five years ago. Sure. Um, so, so in a nutshell, it's, it's just the ability to add content from other apps. Um, and, you know, going back to iPad, actually, we were already able to do that. Um, kind of taking audio and video that was, was kind of in your camera roll. So you, you make something in, um, I don't know, doing green screen and then you, you send it to the camera roll and then you can pull it into book creator. Um, that's kind of that infrastructure, that ecosystem on iPad is really easy to do that on Chromebook. It's a little bit more difficult because you, you can still do that. You can use Google drive to save files, um, you know, audio or video files and, or, or images and then push them into, to book creator. It's still possible. Um, what we've done now is just kind of extend that to, um, to, to taking embed codes and or just simple links from other apps um, and just kind of pulling it straight into Book Creator and having yeah. something that's kind of embedded on the page. Yeah. Uh, the web is a good, is, that's the right medium for that. You know, that's, that's the way it should be done. And so, um, again, it's about how do we keep Book Creator super simple, which has always been our ethos. Um, you know, we could build all kinds of functionality that does all this other stuff, but actually um, we can make book creator more extensive by just allowing you to bring in content from other apps and making that really easy. So that's, that's the thinking behind that. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, before we even connected to talk, um, I wrote a post a couple of weeks ago about, you know, app smashing needs kind of like a reboot because it doesn't have to be a singular device process anymore. Cause as these tools mm -hmm. start to communicate more easily and we're talking about like, yeah, the, the smashing of stuff together on an iPad, like that, that was possible from early iterations of the operating system. It was almost like it built into their, into that whole process. But now we're saying, okay, you're jumping to a Chromebook. Yeah. It's kind of, it's not tedious. Like you can make it happen, but my perspective now is like, wow, there's real potential to merge the capacity of different tools together. And then book creator through a Chromebook on the web or through the Chrome browser could be the place where everything gets pulled together in that final form. So I'm thinking something like, um, you know, in a high school class, if a student is edit, you know, recording and publishing a podcast, you know, whether they're using GarageBand and publishing to SoundCloud or they're using Anchor and publishing to Anchor, like once that's published, because that device is ideal for that kind of work, it's mobile, you can go talk to people, grab audio on the fly, um, publish it, and now you can take that embed code, 
on your Chromebook or your laptop through Chrome and drop that into your book. And now you have this embedded podcast in your book or, you know, publishing video to the web. If you want to get the video off of your device, maybe it's to free up space or you're going to use the video in other locations as well, you know, grab the embed code from YouTube. So I think it just opens up like this whole world of possibilities, not just for creating solely on the Chromebook, but to create across devices even potentially across space. So, you know, say I'm recording my audio and I publish it, you know, to the web with whatever tool I'm using and I shoot you the embed code, you can drop that into the book. And then we're not talking like massive file transfer. It's just you are embedding audio from another location where it's already hosted. So I think yeah. it's funny. I think it could take people time to realize what the outcome could be of this. Because when you said, um, you know, I think you said something like just embedding content from the web and i'm thinking no no not just <laughs> embedding content like embedding content exclamation point because I, I and i mentioned this to you earlier before we started the podcast is that i'm still surprised sometimes that like there, there's sometimes there's a general unawareness of like what an embed code is and what it's used for or why i should know how to be maybe like just um, functioning enough to know what to do with them like tweak the numbers slightly to make it look different um, so I think yeah. this, this is really good. Cause I think this could maybe create a little bit of like a, a need for some increased fluency and literacy of what's possible with technology. I'd like this entry level with links. Sure. Everyone knows what, you know, how to, you know, manage and use a link to some degree, but I think people tend to stay away from like, what's that thing that says bracket iframe, you know, what, what's the purpose of that? Um, yeah. so I think this could be really interesting. I'm wondering if you guys have, you know, the thinking behind, like, we need embed codes, and then have you guys given any thought to what this could look like or what it could turn into? Or have you even, you know, had teachers maybe doing some early beta testing and, you know, figuring out what the possibility is here? Yeah, well, it's very early days. I mean, I've been playing around um, just over the last couple of weeks, you know, adding a Desmos calculator to a book or creating oh, awesome. a kind of a, a virtual 3D space in code spaces and putting it in or a thing link or a padlet or creating a video in adobe spark okay hold on a second. <laughs> we, we got to back up there so so student in an english class is writing their short story they're creating virtual spaces and co-spaces and embedding those in their book like yeah that's, that's what we're looking at here yeah this is um, or you know a video with green screen or they've written a multi-track song you know <laughs> um yeah it's such a such a kind of endless possibility i think what what I'm quite interested in is because when I think about how the iPad was used as an app, uh, book creator was used in um, app smashing on the iPad, what we tended to see, what it was, it was like the last um, step in the process. So they, they create all this content in various apps and you need a way to kind of pull it together. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think probably that will happen again. So, you know, if you've made this kind of, virtual 3d tour in, in google tours or something like that or you've made a um a video on in another app that's great and but then you know how do you talk about that um you know if you can pull it into a book and, and showcase it then you can start reflecting on it then and say you know this, this is what i built this was the process this is what how i feel about it right. um so that's really important but what more so, how do you know it's any good? You know, actually, you can then share that and, and get the feedback of your your peers or your teacher or 
strangers, you know, and um, and then you're starting to kind of not just create stuff, but you're starting to kind of iterate on it and reflect on it and uh, and showcase it as well. You can build a portfolio of work um, over time, you know, publish it online, turn the pages and kind of not just see that track, but see how you've reflected on it as well and how you've kind of told a story about it. Right, right. There's some of the, the portfolio concept, there's so much potential here. I've, you know, worked with teachers and tried to get them to think bigger about what the potential is for book creators. So as opposed to, you know, an isolated experience with one project, what if there was something like Book Creator Fridays in the elementary classroom where the mm. student is pulling two pieces of evidence from what they learned or what they struggled with or something that they were able to accomplish and they take a picture and then they narrate and talk about it. And this is just like this slow build over the course of the year. And obviously there's some requirements like what, whether you're one-to-one or you, you know, you have assigned iPads and, but it, it, those are minimal obstacles. Like once the devices are in place or even in a, you know, a high school level class where, you know, students in small groups are building their own kind of, um, their own text as they're exploring their content through the year, even from the teacher perspective, like using book creator as a template and, you know, pushing out the template for kids to be able to, you know, backfill with their own content. And that's, you know, a great option at the elementary level. So you don't have to get bogged down with choosing page sizes and all that kind of stuff. Like you can give them the, the, the outline of what they're going to be working on, but now we have that capacity on a Chromebook. And as those devices are increasingly populating classrooms, um, you know, that I remember the first time, the first Chromebook I got my hands on, you know, if you opened up more than three or four tabs, it kind of stopped functioning. It was, I think it was a Samsung. It was a shiny black rounded edges, really lightweight, like not the most sturdy, not the sturdiest device you've ever used. Right. And I remember the big knock is like, well, I can't create with this thing. I can't screen record. I can't edit. I can't do anything with it. So the fact that like that barrier is gone, this could even potentially give, you know, classrooms the ability to redefine why they're using these devices. You know, maybe we can, as a whole, get the general population moving along and moving with, you know, we use it for word processing, we use it for presentations, and now here's this whole other capacity that is creating, telling a story, and then publishing and sharing that story. In like a re- and there's something to be said about a really nice, finished product and while it's not tactile like we're not touching it the ability to watch those pages turn like i feel like it can't be um it can't be like dismissed as like a, a valuable outcome or yeah some, you're right it's that wow moment is it and it's yeah. it's tangible isn't it really because it's a book everyone knows what a book is right so you're creating a book you know and we used to do that as as kids back in back in my day you'd have an exercise book where you kind of pull together everything that you've been working on you'd stick it in the glue and write about it it's 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 just that in a digital form really isn't it yeah absolutely you know it's funny that you brought that up too um is that one one of my favorite experiences i had with book creator was kids doing all of the work offline everything they did every drawing every write-up we were scanning pieces of printed out paper because it was just going to allow them to work more efficiently we had one ipad in that classroom so everything was done offline and then we captured all the content compiled it in the book and now here it's published and we can turn the pages and it was just this awesome experience with minimal technology. And it just would not have been possible if we didn't have kind of book creator as the place to compile all of that work and then share it when we're done. Yeah. 
So I think there, there's some tremendous potential here. So what we're going to try to do as well is along with the, the podcast here, and I, I really thank everybody for listening, is do a, you know, do a write-up and I'll, I'll create a blog post about this, creating more content, uh, maybe doing some demonstrations with various books. I think what we're going to do also is you know, create a book and pull this podcast into it um, as a demonstration of you, know, you, know, you can create across the web create content, publish your content anywhere, but then pull it into Book Creator as your final deliverable or your final kind of published product. So this has been awesome, Dan. I really appreciate you joining me at a, you know, this extreme time zone difference and being able to <laughs> chat a little bit about, you know, where you guys came from and what the potential is. And I think what's interesting is like the, it's yet to be seen what the potential is. So is this even out yet? Is the embedding capacity is not even live, correct? As, as we speak, it's it's kind of in the very last stages of development. Yeah, yeah. As, so, as we speak, we're just yeah, we're just kind of polishing it and making sure it looks looks and feels as good as it can before we release it. But we're, we're very very nearly there. That's awesome. So I think this could be really interesting to get get teachers thinking about. You know, what does this mean now? What other tools can I explore, or what other capacity is this going to allow my students to you know capture their thinking, share their story, create some really interesting content? So this is awesome stuff. Um, I know that I, uh, maybe I'll, I'll speak for myself, but I think I convey the appreciation of teachers across the world that are thrilled to have the ability to do this sort of work across multiple devices now. So you guys are doing awesome work and keep it up. And I thank you for joining us. Any last thoughts before we wrap up this morning? No, I mean, just to say it's, it's a two-way street, isn't it? We're thankful to the educators for showing us how book creators should be used and uh, um, and what the potential is um, we wouldn't have a product without you guys so thank you very much awesome thanks Dan thanks for joining me and thanks for listening everybody have a great afternoon Dan thanks bye alright bye